What's going on, everybody? This is SecDevOps.ai. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be back. Vegas edition, Black Hat, DEF CON, right, right around the corner. We have a very special guest with us. Truly honored to have you, Dee. So excited to be here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we we recently met and definitely picked up a natural synergy talking about collaboration opportunities, but I would love for everyone to get to hear your amazing background. Thanks, thanks, I really appreciate it. And um, this is such a cool forum. I mean, not only are we at Black Hat, there's so many people that we have had a chance to talk to, but this is a chance to reach out to everybody in a broader community setting. Absolutely. And so I love the work you guys are doing. It's, Thank it's fantastic. You. Really appreciate that. Yeah, so thanks. I've been uh, talking to a lot of people in the last couple of days I've been here. It feels like it's been 10 days. You know? <laughs> <laughs> One day in Vegas is like dog years, right? Um, but it's been fantastic. It's been a great show. And, and there's some trends and some themes that have been coming up a lot. Uh, one of them is the amount of investment that we all need to do in people. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. Uh, there's such a tight community and security, and, and we need to broaden that community. I think that's one of the takeaways from the show. Um, but it, a little bit about you know how I ended up here mm -hmm. um, and what I'm doing right now. Um, so I started in sales, and uh, I've had sort of nine lives. I've done lots <laughs> of different things. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's super critical, right? Try things and make mistakes and uh, do things that are out of your comfort zone. Um, it's one of the things I'm trying to teach not only my team, but also my family, my 15-year-old, you know? It's wow. like, yeah, get out there. Try something different, you know? Absolutely. And this is definitely a community that's willing to try doing things differently. Um, so I started off in sales and then moved over into running routes to market. So my specialty is hyper growth security companies. Mm -hmm. And what I've built out is the routes to market, most of them, almost all except OEM. Mm -hmm. So whether you're looking at service provider channels or whether you're looking at um, solution provider channels, services channels, I've sold everything from hardware, software, SaaS products, right. you know, services, pen testing, you name it. Um, and it's just a fascinating world when you look at it from the macro level. So looking at it from hyper growth and then now I've moved over into the VC community. Yeah. And it's such a cool place to be. Wow. Right. Yeah. Amazing. No, that's, that's amazing. So yes. it sounds like you have an unbelievable ability to see the value in people and companies. Right. So how do you discern someone's value or potential? Uh, in, in the space al along the mindset of mentoring? That's a great question. I look for someone that I actually want to talk to. Yeah. You know, and right. sincerity, right? Absolutely. The ability to connect with people. Mm -hmm. um, just basic things like making eye contact. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And uh, the interest in other people, curiosity, the ability to express yourself and take, you know, take yourself outside of who you are and, and try to put yourself in someone else's shoes. I mean, right. You know, To Kill a Mockingbird is one of my favorite books. And, uh, you know, it's all about walking a mile in another man's shoes. And so I've kind of taken that literally. I've read yeah. that book like four times. And wow. Yeah, it's, it's, I think, one of those life lessons for, for anyone. Awesome. Great. So you have a vision and you're able to see the uh, ability and the capabilities and people and companies. Uh, what, how did you get into the, the into this space? Did someone mentor you? Did someone also have that vision to see your talent and 
uh, potential. Yeah, so they, they say that it only takes one person to take an interest in a child for them to grow into someone, you know, who feels loved and cared about. And I think that's true. I've, I definitely came up from a very loving family. And so all along, I was raised by my dad. So I live a man's life for all intents and purposes. <laughs> and it was interesting transitioning, you know, into a leadership role because um, in my early days, I did what a lot of women do, and I've seen them do this where they just work so hard that they mm -hmm. slowly work their way up the ladder. Mm -hmm. um, but they also tend to be kind of rigid. And, you know, this was my mistake in the early days where I was so focused on work that I remember at 9 11, mm -hmm. um, I had a team, an inside sales team, and I was like, what are you guys doing? get back to work. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, the world is falling apart, right? right. Yeah. And, but I was so hyper-focused on productivity yeah. and all of these things. And, and it was, I was lost, right? Yep. And I had to sit down after that. And I was like, you know, it's really more about the people. And over time, I've become more human. And right. not just focusing <coughs> on developing people's careers, but developing people as people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So investing in, you know, what are their interests and what are their talents? And, mm -hmm you know, identifying a diamond in the rough. Maybe it's right. somebody that doesn't have great delivery, but they have fantastic ideas. Right. And I think this community is rife with people like that. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got a lot of practitioners that know practical things, mm -hmm. but they just don't know how to synthesize them and present them. Right. Right. So you've got a lot of CISOs that know a ton about their own infrastructure, but they can't get in front of the board. Right. And that's one of those things, those, you know, elements of polish and the ability to carry, you know, a conversation with somebody. I find that, um, when I'm talking to top level executives, they're actually really cool people. Yeah. You know, right. They know a lot mm -hmm. and people are often intimidated and are afraid to talk to them, but they'll talk about books. They'll talk about travel. They'll talk yeah. about cooking. Mm -hmm. They've got, you know, <laughs> one guy had 250 knives. Whoa. Yeah. Really? What do you do with all those knives? <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it's more interesting to see like how you can use those things for the good. And that's really what, you know, the takeaway is, is, you know, turning people into, powerful people right and helping them develop their own like path yep when we talk about vulnerability a lot on the show and uh, when you were just talking about sort of your path to where you are today it made me think it, do you see there is a, a gender bias when it comes to showing vulnerability because we see men uh, once they show vulnerability, it's like, oh, now they're a great leader. You know, now they've like reached the, the pinnacle. But is it is, is the, the dynamic for women much different? That's a great question, too. It's the exact opposite. Right. Wow. Women um, really can't show humor in mm -hmm. um, leadership positions. Um, they're considered to be then soft and, you know, that they're they're being subversive, right. which is mm -hmm. ironic because a lot of times that's what gets people interested you mm -hmm. know, you, you pull them in, you draw something out of them mm -hmm. by, you know, using humor as a means of reaching them. Yep. And, um, you know, so there's this th there's this article that I read where women in leadership tend to be categorized as sort of a cheer cheerleader coach right. or as sort of the, the big boss lady, you know, arms mm -hmm. crossed and, yeah. you know, tough, tough. And so that was me in the beginning. And over time, what I've learned is that it's OK to be human. Um, but the other thing too, is that you have to be really good at your stuff. Right. Like you have to work harder than everybody. Yeah. But that's a typical leadership position. Yeah. Right. You have to be willing to try things and emulate them first and, you know, be the one to take the risk. Mm -hmm. And you also have to be the one that's confident. And this is, this is the leadership thing that I think is super critical. Confidence carries 
everyone, right? Mm -hmm. If you if you know what you're talking about, then just say, I know. Where women tend to present saying, I think, or I should, or we should, and what do you guys want to do? And mm -hmm. and that that simple difference between making it sound like it's something that you're not sure about versus something that you absolutely know. Um, and I was coached on that. So right. I had a fantastic mentor who took my delivery and was like, no, 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 no. Nobody wants to hear you, what you think. They want to <laughs> hear what you know. Yep. And Absolutely. if you know it, then bang your fist on the table, right? right? And so what I coach people on, and this is a very simple trick. Mm -hmm. If you want to sound authoritative, very simple. You drop your sentence. Yeah. Yep. So if you sound like you're not sure and you the raise question your sentence. inflection. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. And all you have to do is say, I know. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh, well, yep. yeah, maybe she knows that. what she's talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was the loudest one in the room. That's how I got to be the leader. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm sure there's a lot more than that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really look out for others and, and I'm willing to teach people. Right. right. So I think that's another foundational element. And, and that's where this mentorship thing, I think, is super important for this security community, mm -hmm. because I think people are willing to promote an idea or generate ideas. But, you know, promoting other people is something that's kind of new. Right. And so drawing people into the community, too. Right. We tend to be um, surrounded by folks that are very intellectual and also, you know, a little, little difficult sometimes, right. you know, they, they're like, it's my idea, you know, Yummy. but you know, everyone seems to be interested in mentoring others as right. a means of not only promoting these ideas, but then also helping the community. Mm -hmm. So it's a strong community. And, and I think that's one of those things that we can just programmat programmatically approach. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? How do you approach leadership and mentoring? <laughs> So that's what I kind of pride myself on is my ability to see people for who they are and, and see the potential in them. Uh, it kind of started in the Marine Corps, and I've just kind of cultivated that skill over time because I, I feel like people get wrapped around what they do on a day-to-day -day so much that they don't see the people that are standing around them. I, I try to make a point at least once a week to go around and talk to all of my teammates Say, hey, how are you doing? What do you have coming up? You know, what are you working on in your life? And even though I'm not necessarily like their leader, I, I see, you know, a, a position where I can influence them to, to strive to do more. So that's what I do on LinkedIn. That's what we do with the podcast. We want to mm -hmm. say, just give them the, maybe you can do more. Maybe you can do more. And then that, that says, you know, maybe I can do more. And yeah. then they, they incrementally progress through their career and through their life. I think that's a really good point about the military mm -hmm. because it's prescriptive there, right? Right. There's hierarchy, there's rank, there's, there's a path and it's a clear path and everyone follows <laughs> along, you know, and is trained that way. The, the training that you get in the military is so invaluable for the rest of your life, right? Right. Absolutely. And there's this brotherhood and sisterhood that's yeah. built mm -hmm. there because you go through really tough times together. And really I think tough. that's true in startups too, right? I mean, yeah. you've been on that side. You just came out of Demisto. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, it's all about the synergy, especially if you're a leader, if you can harness that and, and get the team to synergize and, there's amazing things that can happen. For me, when I think of leadership and mentorship, uh, the ways that I look at it is I started my career at Booz Allen. So Booz Allen, uh, they really drilled home how to uh, double down on your competencies, double down on their competencies, double down on professional competencies and technical competencies. So how do you become more competent? And I used those skills and 
uh, now with the podcast, we get reached out a lot. And there's a lot of mentorship opportunities. But kind of like what you were saying, you have to uh, assess the seriousness and if someone wants to take on more opportunity, take on more of a challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't mentor everyone, but right. as a good leader, you can uh, capture the attention and inspire and figure out uh, when someone's ready and help them as they you know, just progress through their career or whatever they're trying to accomplish. And as you kind of touched on, Ron, I think one of the biggest things we can do as, as leaders in the space is just lead by example. Yeah. Just be the, the embodiment of what you want other people to achieve as well. Because, I mean, we send out challenges to people all the time and we challenge each other. And it's not like <coughs> we're done and we're just going to challenge everybody. We, we push ourselves just as hard as we push others. I love that. Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, that's one of those things that makes it fun. Right is when you're being challenged and you make a mistake. Right, that's okay. <coughs> that and is okay. Another element of leadership that I find um, it doesn't come naturally. It takes time. Is giving feedback. Absolutely. And I see people do that, and and leaders need to hear feedback too. Mm -hmm. But that is one of those elements where you have to tell people the tough truth sometimes, mm -hmm. um, and you have to also be willing to state what is in the room and no one really knows how to talk about. Mm -hmm. So finding common language yep. and always working towards something positive mm -hmm. and helping people get past, you know, the, the wave of whatever it is they're experiencing. Right. So I, uh, for an example, I had a lady come into my office one time and I'm, I'm 20 years her junior, mm -hmm. right? And she's upset. Mm -hmm. And for women being upset, you know, it's emotional. And I was like, I know you have something to say to me right now. And what I need you to do is I need you to take that emotion and it's important, but put it aside mm -hmm. and tell me what you want to tell me. Right. And she kind of, she kind of sobered up mm. and she was like, I do have something to say. And I'm like, all right, well, I know that you probably were raised as a little girl to get attention. You would cry. Or when right. you did cry, people paid more attention to mm -hmm. you. So I'm paying attention to you right now, but I want to hear what you have to say. Right. So say it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden she turned into this totally different person and she had, you know, that in mind, right? right? As opposed to the reason that brought her in, which was that she was upset. Mm -hmm. So, Is that a, a strategy that you often take as a leader to get feedback for yourself from maybe some people that report to you or look up to you? Yeah, because I consider leadership to be very akin to parenting. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the principles of do what you say and say what you do are something that I bring to every channel. Mm -hmm. Right. And no surprises. Right. Because that's one thing that partners often get. And you may have experienced this more. I mean, you probably haven't as a as a customer and as mm -hmm. a practitioner. But when you look at, you know, channel partnership, you're talking about, you know, trust as being the currency. And you're yep. also talking about not surprising them with last minute changes to mm -hmm. a structure of a deal or who's taking the lead on a conversation right. or, you know, there's a lot of trust there. Yep. And so when you're in, and in my last role, you know, I had a team of 5,000 sellers, right? We had 5,000 partner <sighs> people that were tapping into our network on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And how do you motivate those people and how do you keep them coming back? And one of the foundational principles was do what you say and say what you do. Yeah. And so if you can maintain that as a parent and emulate that, it's actually a lot harder than it seems right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. to be clear and to be concise and to be consistent. Yeah. And those are all elements of leadership and, and then finding the common language that everyone can relate to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a constant practice. Yeah. You can't just say, oh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm a good enough leader. You know, we can stop here. Exactly. We just got to yeah. keep going. Yeah. Yeah. 
So taking risks is, is super critical. And, and we spend a lot of time weighing risks, right? But we don't spend as much time talking about risks as individuals, mm-hmm. as yep. people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there is a lot to be said for being willing to be the first one. Right. The, uh, uh, being the first penguin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The first penguin is usually the one that the shark gets, by the way. Um, <laughs> so you have to be willing. So, so sp- yeah. Go oh, ahead. yeah. I was going to ask, speaking of risks, what's a risk that you've taken over the course of your career that you feel has propelled you to the position that you're in today? Um, I take risks on a daily basis, but um, that's a really – I have to think about that for a second. <laughs> All right. That's a tough so, question. It is on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and this is another coaching for, for women is uh, we tend to um, we tend to not not put ourselves out there, right? Mm-hmm. And um, be standing behind somebody else to, you know, push them to make uh, a point. Mm-hmm. You know, tell them this, you know, and don't mm-hmm. tell them that. Right. Um, and so for me, it's it's public speaking. Mm. Every time I've had to get up in front of an audience, especially if it's, you know, 500 people or so. I mean, I went through these mental, you know, gymnastics to get right. myself ready and mentally yeah. prepared. And, um, and and that's where preparedness is such a big part of the game. Mm-hmm. Right. So how and, and I have a process for it now. I, yeah. I've got it down. Like if I want to get in front of 500 people and I'm only going to spend five minutes, I'm going to spend five hours prepping. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Winston Churchill here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you've got to you've got to have a crisp delivery. And um, so that's one of those risks that I always dreaded it. And at the end of it, I was always euphoric mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you do it right and you've got, you know, a message that you want to get across and you get over your big bad self and you focus more on the message itself, then it's really fun. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like the the points that you touched on about uh, kind of putting the emotions to the side yeah. and just doing, giving the feedback or giving the presentation that you're looking forward to or doing the work that you really need to double down or put your foot into. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that I think applies to anybody, mm-hmm. but um, but men are good at that, right? right. Men are m- more innately good at uh, representing an idea and being confident about it, even if they have no clue what they're talking about. Right. Um, but in this community, you really can't get away with that. Right. Right? Yeah. Because you either know your stuff or you don't. Or you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't yeah. fake the funk. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so to turn uh, this discussion on its head a little bit, what are some ways that you can use emotion in a healthy way? Like, what are some ways to actually use emotion to get you to the next level or to get your point across? I think it's a way, um, I think emotion has a place and Mm -hmm. giving it a place, right? And acknowledging that somebody has been through something. And so, for example, you have a lot of former military folks that are back and they have never really learned how to regulate themselves, Mm -hmm. right? And they've never really been in a position to be allowed to have emotion Mm -hmm. and they went through some crazy stuff. Right. Right. And so leaving that as a space and, and being human. Right. And I think as a leader, it is super critical to be human. Absolutely. And, um, to understand that if somebody's sitting in your office and they've been through something really powerful and they've going, you go through life changes and those are the things that actually solidify you as a team. Absolutely. Right. So I think that the tendency in high growth environments is to ostracize people when they're going through life change. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one of those things where it's ac- actually an opportunity to be uh, to be a leader and to be a mentor for somebody. Right. 
is to coach them through how do you how do you get through that mm-hmm. like hey dude can i pull you aside for a second let's have right. a conversation yep. you realize you're kind of sparking right now mm-hmm. right you realize you're you're kind of hot under the collar mm-hmm. why don't you take a minute you know why don't you take a couple days? I mean, I've recommended yeah. to people to take time off. Like, yes, absolutely. Chill. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. My, my son tells me that all the time. He's like, mom, chill. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so one, one other thing that's kind of interesting for me is moving into a whole new community on mm-hmm. the VC side. Right. And, uh, I feel like I'm representing a whole class of people, right? Yeah. I, I feel like I'm representing, the opportunity and the diversity you know of of the whole community right that's awesome uh, i love it it's it's a little bit of a challenge and a task and i every day go into work going wow these people are so cool they're so impressive Mm -hmm. and i want to be just like them when i grow up you know (laughs) (laughs) um but it's it's a rare privilege and um you know I, I'm not really sure exactly how it's all going to pan out, you know, yeah. but um, at the end of the day, I, I think um, there's just a ton of opportunity. I love your mindset because I'm sure there are people that are thinking like, man, I would love to be where Didi is, you know, in five years, 10 years. And the fact that you're like, I can't wait to be like those people. It, it shows that growth mindset, which I yes. think is really healthy. And I think it's good for people to see, you know, not it, you. We don't have it all figured out. I don't think anyone does. That's right. But to show that you have aspirations and you want to continue to push the envelope, I think is really awesome. Thanks. What are some uh, cool, creative things that you've done uh, in your new role so far? I'm sure it's so exciting working on different projects. Anything that you can share? So one of the things that um, I'm, I'm learning to do is to uh, sit on my hands and, um, you know, just listen. It's new for me, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm joking. Uh, joking aside, um, listening to how you assess a team and how you assess an idea and identifying whether or not that is the right idea for the long term, mm-hmm. right? So the the VC <coughs> world is a much more long-term game than mm-hmm. anything I've done before. Right. So I'm very used to needing to generate results quickly right. and especially in hypergrowth where there's already momentum, I'm used to coming in and building and, and having something to anchor yep. on. Right. Um, in the VC world, it's much more research minded. It's much more about, you know, looking at things deliberately mm-hmm. and looking at them from all angles. And so for, for me, the transition is going from executing to strategy right and that's a mental shift that i have to make but i i have all these you know reflexes that are built in and and so much of you know getting up every day and getting excited to go to work is about you know coaching yourself right Mm -hmm. and so i i read actually a really great article about this um people who coach themselves in the third person Mm -hmm. like you are doing great Right. You are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to be much more positive right. than people that use the first person. Interesting. I feel I am, I think. Mm-hmm. And wow. so when you're going through a tough time, if you can develop that third person voice in your head, then that's something that will get you through hard times. Wow. And so whenever you're going through transition, it means that you're it's an opportunity for growth. It means you're going through growth. Mm-hmm. And it's an it's a time to learn how to coach yourself. Wow. Through this particular point. Right? Yeah. 
and you'll get past it yeah. you know right yeah. some people get past it in different ways and they go off to the side and mm -hmm. come back but that's one of those things that um i've had to do a lot of mental coaching for myself right and that's when i'm like okay i need to read more mm -hmm. i need to talk to people more i need yes. to get input i need to reach out to my girls you know yeah. get some fun <laughs> yeah one of the uh, books that I read sometime last year was Managing Oneself, and they touch on that a bit. We live in a, a, a world now where we have to start thinking of long-term vision, big, bigger picture, and it does require some self-coaching. You do have to coach yourself a lot more and manage yourself a lot more than ever because you're typically working for an organization or working for someone else that is going to be out of your career, out of your life, even sooner than it previously was that's mm -hmm. very true and one of the things that i'm working on developing is this mentorship program um so being in an opportunity or being in a position now and having the opportunity to broaden the network yep. and really give folks a voice like you know give you a voice to our portfolio to say hey you know this is what customers actually need right this is if you're going to build something build it like this absolutely because that's going to work yep. mm -hmm. and that kind of you know product market feedback is so critical mm -hmm. um, not only for you know you to give you a voice but then also for every other customer that comes after you right <laughs> that doesn't have to deal with this problem right absolutely um, so yeah it's it's a privilege to be in that position one thing that you touched on and I think I know the answer to this question but I want to hear it from you is what when you're looking at a prospective company what is more important the idea or the team the team because <laughs> teams pivot, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes what seems like a good idea right now, you know, Chris pointed this out. Uh, Chris Harm sitting over here, my hero. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, what he pointed out was that, you know, it, it, things can change, right? Yep. And um, what if Microsoft were to come out with that very thing tomorrow? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. yep. And if you've got a good team, then they'll huddle. And I've seen companies do this where they'll hit an inflection point and all of a sudden they're like, oh, we need to go in a completely different direction. Right. And that's one of the beauties of being in a startup environment mm -hmm. is that it's a lot easier to tack. Yeah. Right. And I know this is something that for leaders in very large organizations, they have to come up with ideas that allow them to grow and continue to maintain growth. But they also have to be able to get a whole community to tack, which is a lot harder. Yep. Right. Because your community has an opinion. They have a lot of belief systems, also known as politics. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have to kind of get them to move and navigate through change. Right. Um, so I think, you know, the, the takeaway is is understanding change, mm -hmm. industry change, individual change, you know, customer change. Yep. Change is inevitable and yep. it's something that you have to embrace. So um, that's that's one of those things that I've learned over the years mm -hmm. is to be really comfortable rolling with the punches. Love it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this has been amazing to have you on the show. Fantastic. Um, what is a great way for someone to get in contact or stay in touch with you? Thanks. Yeah. I hit me up on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. that's right. easiest. I, I don't do Twitter. I know. I I shouldn't even admit <laughs> that, right? But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's the one platform that I tend to use a lot. Yeah. Great. Great. Any shout outs for like the mentorship program that you're building or things that you want to bring to people's attention also? I know that you're working a lot with mentorship and advocating all types of people to be successful. So yeah, if there's anything. Thanks. I appreciate that. So um, yeah, look, look out for some of the things we'll be doing at Wing and hit me up to come by and, and check out our new office in Palo Alto. Nice. And um, I'm always a fan of the Wounded Warrior Project. I yeah. think that's a super cool one. Um, so yeah. 
Awesome. Great. Fantastic. I love meeting you. Uh, this was a great show. Appreciate you being on. And uh, we'll have to do it again. All right. Thank you, guys. Yes. See you all next time.